I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. As I sat down in my chair and got ready to start the podcast today, I glanced up and I saw my radar system. A little town called Calvert, Montana caught my attention. It's 19 degrees there. I scanned across the radar and I found Flat Rock, Idaho. And it shows that coming up on Friday, it's going to be 12 degrees there with a winter storm warning and an avalanche warning. And let me tell you the difference. I'm going to have to switch to a straw hat from a felt hat. It's 80 degrees deep in the south right now. It doesn't feel like Christmas at all. There's not going to be any hot chocolate or firewood crackling on Christmas Eve here. I think it's supposed to be 70. So we've got to get into the spirit of Christmas. And what better way than to, well, go over the greatest Christmas movies of all time. I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode titled, The Christmas Movies. What you got lined up this weekend? Christmas break. I just remember that. I can still catch one. You know what I'm doing? Rapping? Well, I am rapping, but it's been a busy, busy week, so I am going to be watching a Christmas movie. Oh, which one are you going to pick? I think we're going with A Christmas Carol. The Charles Dickens version? Exactly. But now, this is not the George C. Scott one. This is the one with Patrick Stewart. It's awesome. Patrick Stewart. I don't guess Patrick, I know oh, him. It's, it's really good. Any are you kind the, of Jimmy? No, I think they're totally different, but they both are tall. Okay. Patrick Stewart used to be, I think, on Star Trek. Yeah, I missed that whole thing. Okay. Well, anyway, I, that's what I'm planning on watching, I guess, tonight. So, Saturday, I don't know. I got other Christmas stuff I got to do, but I I guess my family, even though my daughter's kind of absent right now with school and all, and soon to be going on a trip, we always try to cram in so many Christmas movies before Christmas. I mean, do y'all do that? We watch a few of them because it's just, it gets you in the jolly spirit of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so I was kind of thinking, wonder what the top 10 Christmas movies are. Well, I bet we can come up with the top 10 because we're good at this. Well, absolutely we can. Now, one that probably is not going to make this, but every year, I, you know, I'm real sentimental when it comes to this, that, and the other. But one of the best shows I think I've ever watched was Jack Frost. And what's the guy that was the, the lead character in it? I've seen him in other things before. Yeah, that would be Michael Keaton. Now, he's been in a lot of stuff. But, boy, that one just really has a great little story there where I think he's like a performer in a band. And he goes off somewhere and he gets killed in a car wreck. And he didn't get to say all his goodbyes. But as you know in the movies, you always get that last chance to do it. And he does. He comes back as a snowman. He's real good right until the dog has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. That is a good one. And so we do have some honorable mentions, but we're, I'm going to put this on the back burner for now. Let's start off with what makes our top 10 Christmas list. And this is not just according to Scotty Ray and Terry. This Are is, you sure? This is the all-time, well, there's a couple of them that we're even going to question. All-time best Christmas movies. Coming in at number 10 is 
the Santa Claus. With Tim Allen? With Tim Allen. Okay, now the first one, let's just go ahead and analyze this. The first one really was good because, you know, he has no idea, and the fat guy falls down, he puts on the suit, next thing you know. Well, he doesn't want to be. Right. He doesn't want that responsibility, and he keeps trying to kind of slough off the responsibility of being Santa Claus, and he continues to try to lose weight, he gains weight, and finally he just kind of accepts I am Santa Claus. I want to say it was back in 94, and then somewhere around Santa Claus 16, I lost interest. You can only have so many, and that's the problem. You take a really, really good show, and then sometimes we try to do the second one, and the third one, and the fourth one, and I'm like you, after a while, it's almost like The Walking Dead. At first, man, I was glued to Walking Dead. I, I mean, was too. I, mi- I did not miss one. And then the next year, and then the next year, and then the next year. And I think it's kind of like Seinfeld, which was so cool for them. I loved Seinfeld, and I was so sad to see it leave, but it's almost like they know when it's time to exit. Well, you know, when you go out to Walking Dead, they took a left turn there. That episode, I'll never forget it. I never watched another one. When they broke out the baseball bats... Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, scene? and start bashing in. Yeah, I never watched another episode. And then they come out with that uh, that other spinoff that really was horrible. And I, well, I, well, and I think the same thing can be said about Christmas movies. I think a classic is a classic because there's not 15 other movies that follows the one that was so successful. Now, I don't know if this is in the top 10, so just slap my hand if I say this. And I, the first time I watched it, Terry, I didn't consider it a Christmas movie. But since then, they say it is Die Hard. And, you know, there's like 20 well, of those There's been now. a big debate about whether Die Hard is. And I think it's because it's a setting in, around Christmas. Right. And so people lump that in as that's one of... But in my heart, that's not a Christmas movie. No. Speaking of the next one, coming in at number nine is The Holiday. Now, I don't know this one. This is the movie with Jude Law and Kate Winslet, Jack Black, and Cameron Diaz. And it, it basically, it's, it's just a really cute thing where it's a romantic comedy about a pair of house swappers that fall in love abroad. And it's really, really cute. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. I almost sense it, and you know it's coming out of my mouth. This sounds like a chick flick it from is, way it, back in... It, uh, and I'll admit, it is a chick flick, but it is a good chick flick. So if you haven't watched The Holiday, I guess for all us females, you better watch it. It's a good one. Okay, so coming in at number eight is Dr. Seuss, The Grinch. Now, there's been several versions of The Grinch. You know, we had the cartoon one that we've had around forever. Then we had the one with Jim Carrey. This is the one that is with Benedict, Cumberback. Okay, I, I don't and know about this. It's narrated by Farrell Williams. And this was produced in 2018. And this is an animated one. And it's really better than, than Jim Carrey's? Jim Carrey's is no good compared to this. Well, one. I don't, I didn't, I never liked Jim Carrey's version. The, the Grinch thing was not my. Oh, I love The Grinch. I always liked the cartoon one. This one is awesome. If you have not seen it, even with your kids. What's it different is, about it? What what makes it oh, so much better? Oh, it's just the way that they, I, I can't explain it. There's so many funny things that are in there that they've added. It is hilarious. But it's also heartwarming, too. And you kind of end up where in the past Grinch movies, you really didn't care for the Grinch. Towards the end of it, you really kind of understand why the Grinch was the way he was, and you end up loving the Grinch. So that's the difference. Okay. So, I I mean, if you haven't watched it, 
you need to watch it. It's too cute. Coming in at number seven is, and this is a classic that most of us have seen, especially us older folks, is Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, without a doubt. That is that is such a touching story. And that has been done so many times with plays in different towns. It is good. Yeah, and this one was actually created in 1947. Obviously, it's a black and white. And this is when Chris Kringle goes on trial to prove his identity. It's a classic. It's been remade. And the, the remake of that is actually pretty good, too. But this one is definitely one of the classics that you have to watch before Christmas. I'll put that on my list. There. What else we got? Coming in at number six, and this is where there may be some debate on this, because I, I know where I stand on this, is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. And it's with Macaulay Culkin and Joe Pesci. Now, he Joe played that part. I don't think there's anybody could ever done that. Oh, he plays it to a T. The wild thing is, is that Home Alone, the original version, which to me, in my opinion, is far better than Home Alone 2, came in at number 11. So it missed really? the cut. Now, you do know what they've done this year, don't you? The house. Well, I hear you can... Uh, Spend the night there. Yeah, I guess if you're, what, is doing, it the highest bidder or something? No, or? it was $25. It's like they were going to do a drawing of some sort, and you could pay a little extra for the booby traps and all, but it was just 25 bucks. You had to pay your way there. And I'm not sure who they chose to get to stay there, but you would. And I think they got to bring friends so that the scene where they had the dance scene is actually your party right. that gets to go and have a party at this house in Chicago. Okay, coming in at number five is... Elf. That's a good movie. I, you Will can't Ferrell. really knock that one anyway. That is too cute. That's another one that I would definitely agree on. And it happens to be one that my family is like, okay, we have to watch this Yeah, one. Yeah, I agree with that. Coming in at number four is A Charlie Brown Christmas. That's been a classic since 1965. You got to watch that one. That's cute. And it's always that they're going to have this big Christmas lunch or dinner all they're doing is popping popcorn and Snoopy and Woodstock are actually the ones that are helping Charlie Brown put on the, the little Christmas dinner. So it's cute. And he ends up going, taking all his friends and they go to, to grandma's to eat. A classic without a doubt. It is a classic. What else we got on the list? All right. Number three is coming in is a Christmas story. You cannot miss that on Christmas Day. TBS, they've got it going on for 24 hours. I think they did that on Thanksgiving Eve, too. But everybody kind of identifies with that where something goes wrong and somebody comes in and the dogs eat the chicken or the turkey, however you want to word oh, that. Oh, and that's the classic that gave us the infamous leg lamp. Yeah. That I mean, I've got a neighbor that's got their leg lamp sitting outside their house right now lit up and the Red Rider BB gun. Yep. Obviously, I'm not a guy, but I could picture that little boy wanting that Red Rider BB gun. Oh, yeah. Every little boy did. And, and, of course, then Grandma, that you always got something as a kid from your grandma that they forced you to wear in the bunny suit. Or something they made, or it's a shirt that you wouldn't be caught dead in. And you don't want to upset Grandma or your your Aunt Ethel, so you got to go try it on. you got to yeah. wear it. I think everybody can relate to the most gosh-awful gift the scene that steals the show and that would be what where it comes down with the pink bunny suit no nope, no nope, that's not it think about it the, the oh, well, i can tell you where it is to me the the scene that steals the show well there's a couple of them that's too hard one of them is he's beating the crud out of the uh, the bully that gets honorable mention and he's saying a few choice words with the hubcap scene 
the hub well he does that too when he's beating the kid up yeah yeah i forgot about that his you know, mama and, hears him oh yeah so and, and the soap little, and the little brother protects him and the mom overlooks the fact that he's so caught up in beating the crud out of the bully so what's the number one scene yeah, you do. I mean, no matter where you go. Sticking the tongue out of the triple it. dog dare you. Yep. Triple okay. dog to the flagpole. And no matter where you go, that is the scene that steals the show from it. I think you're right. Here's one we could spend all night talking about. To me, you could. So I, I would say that that's another favorite of ours is A Christmas Story. But number two, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, oh without a doubt. With Chevy Chase. And remember, he says... Now, Clark, we're going to have to take this with us when we leave next month. And Chevy Chase is like, next month. So, in other words, he's stuck with Cousin Eddie for a while. Everybody's got a Cousin Eddie, really. And he just goes and gets the old boss and brings him back. I love it. Remember, he says, I'd like to, Clark, I'd like to pick out something really nice for you. (laughs) And then he has the dog snots. Yeah. And he says, go get you something to eat, Snots. Like, you know, he's a real human being, and Snots drinks up all the Christmas tree water. Uh-huh. And then who's the the gentleman that has the toupee, bad toupee, let me say. The dad? Well, I don't think he's the dad, but he's kin to him somehow and sets the Christmas tree on fire. And With then you've got the girl that played Elaine on Seinfeld that's the neighbor, and the neighbors catch heck. Yes, because so, they're I like mean, liberals. The whole thing is hilarious. And, you know, Eddie goes and kidnaps Clark's boss because he thought he was going to count on getting the the bonus and he gets the jelly jelly of the month club. And, of course, that squirrel. I mean, you know, that really made that when he looks into that tree and that squirrel comes out. I'm sure that's happened before. That's a really cute one. you got to see that one. But coming in at number one, drum roll, please. It's a Wonderful Life. 100%. 1946. Frank Capra. I talk to so many people that say, I've never seen it. That's a shame. And you look at them and you go, are you kidding me? Well, you know the reason behind that. It was a uh, thing. Somebody bought the rights to the movie. You know, used to it played every year over and over. And somebody bought it. And they took it off the market there for about 10, 15 years. Well, they say when it first came out. It really wasn't that big a hit. It was a flop. A flop. I mean, Jimmy Stewart is in it, who, if anybody knows anything about classic actors, he's it. Mm-hmm. He is the and, man. And the good thing about it is it tells a story. He thinks he's made all these sacrifices, and he really has, for other people. He's the most giving guy in his community, and he feels like he's really passed up his dream. Now he's married the woman of his dreams and, but he's passed up everything. He saw himself going to college. He saw himself traveling the world and he gives up his dream. But in the end, he finds out he is the richest well, man. There's probably most people have had that thought of, uh, the world would be better off had I've been born. And he does that. And Clarence, of course, Clarence is just, oh gosh, if you don't like Clarence. Oh, and then at the end, when here comes Clarence, he shows up and shows him what life really would have been for others, not him, but for others if he hadn't been there. And so he realizes the impact that he yeah. had on Mr. others. Mr. Gower, who, of oh, course, know, you know, his I son know. gets killed in war. You know, he goes, Mr. Gower, Mr. Gower. And so at the end, I love it when the bells ring, because guess what that means? It means a, a angel, angel gets, gets his, his wings. wings. So that's a classic. You have to see that. But we thought before we close out, there's so many other good ones that didn't make the top ten list that we're calling these the honorable mentions. And we already talked about one. Let's talk about Christmas at the Cranks. 
That was funny. This is where the daughter's going to spend, I think she's, she's away. She's not going to be home for Christmas. The whole neighborhood normally gathers at the Cranks house for Christmas. And they're going to go off to like the Caribbean. I mean, yeah. they're getting the tan. They don't want to put the Christmas tree up. They're not going to celebrate. They're getting ready to fly the coop and go to the Caribbean. And all of a sudden the daughter gives them, throws a curveball and says, I'm coming home. It's on from there. That's a cute one. Now, I got to throw in one before we go much further because I saw this a couple of years back and it really touched me. And I think they're going to make more, but Dolly, Coat of Many Colors, have you watched that yet? I don't guess I have. Holy smokes, that was good. That is one of the best newer Christmas movies I've watched. It, if that oh. don't tug at your heart, there won't be anything in this world that does. Schroeder, I think, was the main uh, the character in it that played her daddy. Oh, okay. Sounds like we need to add that one to the honorable mention section. Another one I think worth mentioning is Scrooged. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Boy, did he play that part good. Here's one that I want to mention, Scotty, and that is if anybody has seen the episode of Andy Griffith, The Christmas Story, and it's about Mr. Weaver. Do you remember Mr. Weaver? In the, he has a department store. Right. And he's an older guy, real ornery. He insists that they arrest... This guy for making moonshine. Well, there goes the Christmas party that they were going to have and celebrate with Barney and Andy and the whole gang. And so now they are going to have, they're going to end up having to celebrate their Christmas in the jail. And Mr. Weaver keeps just doing anything he can to disrupt that whole celebration. And there's a reason why he's so ornery. And it's such a pill. And I'm telling you, you're talking about tug at your heart. That's it. If that doesn't tug at your heart, there's a reason. And it's it's got a great ending to it. So that's one that Terry would recommend. And that is the Andy Griffith Show. It's the Christmas story. Hope you'll check that out. You got to see it. I think it was 65 also, somewhere around 1965. Uh, and, of course, Gene Autry uh, comes up with a song that this guy wrote as a commercial. And it's called Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And from a song to a movie, all of this came about. And probably the most, well, it is the most famous reindeer, I have to say. Oh, absolutely. But that is a classic that every child needs to see. Now, is it going to meet today's standard of technology? Absolutely not. But, boy, it's good. Now, is this the one that's really narrated by Burl Ives? That's it. And it's so... The Island of Misfits. Exactly. I guess the elf says, I want to be a dentist. Yes. And it's so old. And the animation on it is. The abominable snowman. I mean, but the, the animation on it is a kid today would look at that and go, what's wrong with the TV? But it's still a classic that yeah. you have to watch. Uh, a bad one. Let me throw a bad one in there. Okay. Uh, a jingle all the way that had Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Yeah. Bad. The worst. In other words, don't watch it. Yeah, I wouldn't suggest. And another one that I saw on several lists, people said was good. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton, the Bad Santa. How could you? I, I'm just. I'm gonna give that a thumbs down. There's all kinds of Christmas movies that are out there, and some of them, like you said, are cute. But I tell you one that didn't make the top ten that I'm really kind of shocked on, and that's Polar Express. I, I've heard of that. Never watched it. Tom Hanks plays like three different characters on it. That is the cutest. Movie And what it really is, it's about a kid who's about at that age. He's questioning whether he believes in Santa or not. Yeah. 
And then he goes to, I mean, it's the whole series where he gets on the Polar Express. A train comes by in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve and picks him up. And it's his journey to the North Pole. And then at the end, you see if this kid is a believer or not. And it's, I think that's an awesome little movie. I know that my daughter saw it in the movies. We went to see it when she was young. And we still make sure that that's one of the movies that we make sure we watch before Christmas. I think one of them that needs to be on the list, if it's not already, is Family Man with Nicolas Cage. He's this well-to-do guy that like runs this company, and he's all about work, and they're trying to get business, and they're about to lose this client and whatever else. And he wants everybody that works for him Um, I mean, basically, because he doesn't have a significant other, he expects everybody else to be there to make sure that they don't lose this client. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, oh, the elf. That's the same same scenario. Kind of the same concept. But anyway, it takes place where he makes some decisions in his life that he starts to question. And if you have not watched that one, that's a really good movie to watch. And Watch it around the Christmas time because it's a good one. I cannot believe this time make the uh, the list of their top ten, but White Christmas, Bing Crosby, that is one of the best. There's so many good ones out there. I know we've come up with some ones that we've watched recently, and I'll say there are a ton of Hallmark movies that you hear people say, I don't miss a Hallmark movie. There's now, a granted, I will say, this is going to be a shocker, there, I will say that most of those are probably females that say that. But I've got a friend, and I'm going to do him a favor. I'm not going to call his name. And this guy is a guy's guy. He's a hunter. If you saw him, he's an athlete. Just sounds like your typical guy. And when he first said he likes him some Hallmark movies during yeah. Christmas time, I busted out laughing because I thought he was just being funny. He has been for real. Hmm. He likes Hallmark Christmas movies. So you go, guy. <laughs> I'm going to take the opposite of that and go, I could live without them. But they're on every single day of my life. But you know what? What? He would probably tell you, don't knock it till you try it. As we come to the conclusion of our podcast this week, all this reminds me of an Alan Jackson song I knew many years ago. The name of it was Here in the Real World, and he went on to say that if life were like the movies, I'd never be blue. But here in the real world, the boy doesn't always get the girl. And like many of you, Christmas time makes me sentimental. I wish it was as easy as picking up a phone and, well, making everything right again. But we all know that, well, it doesn't always work that way. Each side has to give a little, and until then, it just can't be made right. But deep down in each one of us, there's a little George Bailey. And I'll leave you with the note that Clarence left George. Remember, no man is a failure who has friends. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. We'd like to say thanks for dropping by. 
And if you don't mind, tell a friend about us. We sure hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We'll see you back next week here at Secrets from the South.